Welcome to A Healthier You, Little by Little. This podcast gives you insights and features various aspects of health, from sleep and stress to immunity, exercise, home workouts, energy, and performance. Here is your host of A Healthier You, Little by Little, Cindy Little. And welcome back, everybody. Wow, we've got an excellent guest today, Carolyn Skawrin, and she is a presenter of the National Alliance of Mental Illness, also called NAMI. And she is a recent author and a also recent college graduate. I am so thrilled to have her. She's extremely passionate about mental health on helping others around stigma. And our title today is You Are Unbreakable. And welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really kind of excited to get the word more out there about mental health. Like you said, I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it ties in well with a healthier you little by little, because you're going to give us tips on little by little, how you can become healthier on the inside of your mind. Now, I know that you went through a lot of different hurdles in your life. I read your book, which was very uh, inspiring. It is called Unbreakable. And what inspired you to write this book? That question I always get. And it's hard because so many things did. Whenever I was in a car accident last March, actually, of 2020, I was very, very lucky to be alive. I grabbed my seatbelt seconds before the crash and everything could have gone even worse. So um, it was a hit and run accident and it was just very, very hard uh, for me emotionally and physically afterwards because of my injuries that I had with uh, with the car accident. Um, I'm very lucky that I can actually recover from them and I'm able to move forward, which is amazing. But I also have had a lot of struggle with, you know, adversity. And after that whole process, I kind of was sitting on my couch recovering as I've been having concussion. I had a concussion and I had also bruised ribs right after the accident, which were horrible. And one day I was sitting on the couch and I just kind of, I don't know what came over me. It was just weird. I was, I think I was watching How I Met Your Mother and I automatically was like, wait, I've almost died twice. And when I thought that I was like, wait, is this weird? I'm thinking this blah, 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 blah. I went back in my head about it. And then I contacted my friend who actually wrote a book two years ago and told me that I should write a book at some point. And I always told her, no, never in my lifetime will I do that. But then everything progressed. And I talked to her and said, I think I want to write a book. Is that crazy? she literally said to me, go for it. And after she said that, I was like, you know what, let's, let's write a book, let's do it. And let's finish it. So that's kind of how it all progressed into what it is today. You know, I was expecting to hear about the car accident right off, but you didn't start off right off with the car accident. You started off about how you were bullied when you were younger. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Because I mean, obviously, this is your story, right? Right. So um, that's a good point. But The way I structured Unbreakable and the way that I hope it's portrayed is it starts with young childhood bullying, as you said. My life and my, you know, depression, anxiety, all of that stem from being a child. And I was really, really grateful to have the most amazing family and sister and just I was lucky at home life. But when I went to school, I was badly bullied and 
I couldn't even believe I was getting that bullied. And that kind of started the whole, I'm alone. I'm not enough. All of this. When you have a kill Carolyn sign written for you, it definitely, you know, it definitely affected me later in life because I just, I mean, it's crazy how much young childhood bullying can affect you so much when you're like, not even when you're 21, when you're 20, like it impacted my whole life. I didn't know it. So whenever I started this book, I wanted it to start of all of the depression and anxiety stem from something. And for me, it was that, you know, that childhood bullying experience. I, you know, when I was reading your book and I read that, I actually reported on this today on my live on Health to Wealth Facebook page. I talked about your book uh, again and I talked about, you know, words matter. And you use faith in your book a lot. And you, um, not that you're like coming to it from it from a religious aspect, but from, you know, having faith in, in the world and in, in, in your surroundings and stuff like that. But so anyway, like when I told the audience uh, that you had read in grade three, how old were you eight at the time or nine? I can't remember exactly. I think I was eight or nine, but I just added six to grade three. Like you usually start school when you're five or six, right? So I just added three years on top of that. But oh my gosh, that is like crazy that in grade three at such a young age, you read a little piece of paper on your desk and it says, kill Carolyn. My, my hair on my arms went up. Wow. Um, that's kind of, that really touches me because that moment you know, and that having a kill Carolyn thing, I joke about it now because I try to make it lighthearted. But the truth is, is it still hurts me because I always think, how could someone of that age be so vicious and so cruel? And I just think that over time, everything just snowballed and snowballed. And then I wasn't having many friends and then I was getting bullied. And then it went into teenage years and it just, you know, got worse from there because then it went into confidence and it went into you know, me not feeling enough for guys. And there was a whole big snowball effect, which I think is really important for people to know. And I I think, you know, as a mom of of a child, almost your age, well, an adult, uh, like, um, I I just got so emotional reading it, because I, I don't recall that happening to me in in a young in younger years. But I know that I even my son went through some stuff at school where he was being bullied. And, and he ended up getting a concussion because he got beat up on the school grounds. And and I had to switch schools for him. And it was a really challenging time. So I, I think the reason why we want to talk about this is because there's going to be a lot of parents listening to this, people that are maybe in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they're going to have children someday, or maybe they have children. What do you think would be the biggest takeaway that you want people to have after reading this book? I think for each person, obviously it will mean something different to them. But what I really hope people get out of this book is that you are unbreakable. You can do anything. I think it's so important for parents to read because there are so many signs of knowing when your kid is not actually okay. And when we all say that I'm okay, I'm fine. So I think that it could really help parents see, okay, I need to pay more attention or do this or that. Because I think you know, back to what my mom went through. And I always, always apologize to her because I can't imagine what anyone else would have to go through when your child is like that and you can't help them because truthfully, it's a mental thing. At least it was for me. And the whole 
growing up experience needs to be less stigmatized because parents need to be able to talk to their kids about what they're going to be getting into because there should not be a stigma around alcohol, sex, drugs, whatever it is, because everyone has situations where they're around it. It's about knowing how to navigate yourself through that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think now more than ever, I I think your generation, which is generation Z or Z and millennials as well, they, they tend to have more social media pressures and, you know, pressures of keeping up with the best, the latest shoes or the best jeans or whatever it is. Right. Like we didn't have that. I didn't have that growing up or I didn't feel that way, except when I hit high school in a big city where I moved to, and I felt that a little bit of pressure of fitting in. So tell me about that in, in your regard, like the social media, like how, how that played an impact on you. I think social media was a huge part of what started my high school dilemma with just turning into depression, anxiety, everything like that. So I think that when I used to scroll through Instagram or whatever it was, people Snapchatting and seeing they get Snapchats and I didn't, you know, kind of like that. I think the whole comparison game really went into play because I would scroll through my photos and I would seriously say, I'd be like, I'm ugly. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. So I would get down on myself. So social media was a negative thing for me. And it took me a really long time for it to be positive because when you're in that situation and I know exactly how people feel when you just feel like nothing and you feel like just bad about yourself, it's important to get off of it because I would literally sit in my basement and I would stay on my Twitter on Friday nights because I would see what everyone else was doing and I just didn't fit in. And that itself, social media shows us that we need to make it positive and not so much perfect because the truth is no one is perfect and no one ever will be perfect. Yeah. The faster I realized that, the happier I am. But I think it's important for everyone to kind of go at their own rate and to see, you know, what way is best for them. Because I think, especially being a young Gen Z or millennial, you know, all those apps like TikTok and, you know, just all that stuff. And I always feel so bad when I see my TikTok and I see how many people are hating on those other famous people like Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio. Like, why do they have to get so much hate? All they were doing was posting this TikTok in their house. And then one day it blew up. They had no control. They had no control over where their life was going. And I think it's so important to recognize that because I honestly think that they get so much scrutiny and so much anger because people are depressed and angry and all this stuff and want to take it out on famous people, but really we're all people. And I seriously get so upset when I see those stuff because I know what it was like to be that age and I'm not even that much older. But just seeing the way TikTokers are treated, famous people, whatever you want to call it, it's all derived of social media. And it's not fair to scrutinize and be mean and terrible to someone you don't even know, let alone anybody. But to fact, but to do it online, I mean, that's just, it's, it's cowardice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I said that today, actually, I said, you know, your words matter and and what you say about people, it could really affect them later in life or even just now. Um, And I know that um, in your book, you talked about self harming yourself and an attempted suicide. That was really hard for me to read. That was um, the thing I said, I joked when uh, to my like best friend and family is like, it's going to make people cry, like, you know, but that was extremely hard. I'm going to try not to cry, but that was extremely hard to write because that was coming from my heart. And I just can't believe that I have the best friend in the entire world, just be there for me at the right time and called me at the right second. And I can never repay her for what she's done for me and my family, because that one person, she saved my life. I love her to death. And I really just, I'm so grateful for her. And I'm so grateful that I had someone stand by my side through the good and bad. And that's where friendships need to be. That's where relationships need to be good and bad. And writing about depression and self-harm was really hard because I knew I was obviously telling everyone, you know, about what I used to do. But then I thought I have no shame. I'm not guilty. I don't feel bad about whatever, because the past is the past. And all you can worry about is focusing on moving forward and having a positive outlook on life. And trust me, it's much more easier said than done. It took me a really, really long time to get there because self-harm actually is more prevalent now than people realize. And there are some statistics in the book that I think go into that a little bit more. And it's just important to be aware of your loved ones and who's around you because everyone has their own battle they're fighting with. And I just think that if we could just have a more loving and empathetic relationship for each other, then we'd understand that we all have mental health problems. Like at some point you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And when you get to that point, that's when it was like, you need help. But unfortunately that wasn't the place that I actually fully got in the help, which I think is important for people to understand is that when this first happened and I got help, it helped to an extent. But what I'm saying is at the end is when I started to buy in and buy into therapy and buy into just mindfulness, because when you buy into it and you want to get better, you change, you change your life and you make yourself the happiest you could ever be. And honestly, if we could have a world where everyone was nicer and happier, we could have a completely different world. Absolutely. Well, what if you could go back eight years ago when you were 16, what would you tell yourself? If I was 16 again, I would tell myself, hold on, because life is a roller coaster. And the moment you're at right now is not where you're always going to be. Hold on. Just hold on. It's like a roller coaster. And I think if I could just remember that one phrase, I think it could have been different. But that's the thing is I can't look back on the past. I just... I tell myself now, I'm like, you know what? I would have told myself, you can do it. You're unbreakable. That's what I would have definitely said. Right on. And what what advice uh, would you give to the Gen Z and, and future generations? I think my advice would come from a place of what worked from for me personally, because I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just saying what worked for me was this. You know, this is kind of the steps I took. And if it works for someone else, that'd be amazing. 
but I'm not telling people what to do is, is the important thing. I just hope it makes an impact and makes people see that there is so much more to life and people just need to be more willing to be open and less stigmatized. And that is where we will do better as a world. And as Gen Z, just stop being so hateful. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just something everyone should do. It's just like, I really hope that people stop being hateful towards each other on all these social media and apps. And I really, really hope that people can see there's so much more ahead and we can have such a better world. We can have such a different life if you just be you. Because part of the book is about being you, owning who you are, because you are pretty special and you are you for a reason. So it's important to really hone into that and say, what life do I want for myself? Where do I want to be in 10 years? What do I want? Not what everyone around me wants, but what life do I want to live? That's well, Car- Carolyn, you know, I think you're pretty amazing at the age of 24 to have that figured out now. You don't uh, care now what other people think of you. And that would have been so good to know back when you were younger, right? Like, what the hell does like this matter to me? Like this right. kill Carolyn, you know, a little piece of paper, whoever wrote it must be either stupid or a bully or low self-esteem or whatever. Right. But we don't know that when we're in grade three, we just read the words and we take it personally. Right. Now going into your, your young adulthood, you've got it figured out. And some people, Carolyn, don't have it figured out even in their forties and their fifties. And a lot of women get more vocal and more, Uh, They stand up for themselves more as we age. And here you are at a young age and and you have it figured out and you wrote a book about it with such great advice. Like, I really wish I would have met you sooner and and knew about this book sooner. I mean, I mean, you just wrote it. So, um, but I did have a friend who has a daughter and, and she went through a rough time like that. And it's really, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know how uh, much of an impact and she she grew up in a like with a supportive parent and and looking at her and looking at you you would think you're both beautiful women Thank you. Why would anybody harass you or make fun of you or bully you it, it just didn't make sense to me even back then and I I didn't know what to say to the young girl and I didn't know what to say to the mom even like, but I said, I'm here for you. So all you can do is just try to be there for someone because it's all someone mentally. They have to have that point. You can just be there and just be supportive and loving. And that's also something I think that helped me get through is how supportive and loving my family was. And I think that having that support and saying, Hey, you're going to get better. We believe in you. We know you're going to, do things that are going to help people just believe in yourself. And I think that them as a whole have really kind of shaped me into who I am today too, because everyone used to think that I had everything and assumptions can't be made because they're not true. And I think that's the thing too, is if we could step back and stop assuming everything about everyone, because think about it, we do it with famous people. We do it with people we know. We do it with whoever. But until we have that conversation or that interaction with that person, I truly don't have an assumption of anyone because you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. And that's kind of what I did. And that's what worked for me. And I'm still learning. still growing. 
And, and I mean, we always grow each day, right? And we learn something new pretty much each day. And uh, I think you're off to a really good start. And you've gave, you give some really good advice. You give some help numbers in there. You've gave some stats too, which I was impressed or, or I was like, what? Like there's 50 million people in, in the United States alone with some kind of mental, I, I don't want to say disability, but what would you call that, Carolyn? I would say, I don't even call it anything other than mental health in the state you're at because it's not recovering. It's bettering yourself. It's getting yourself out of that place. It's not changing who you are. It's bettering who you are. And I think if we could be nicer and more, less assumption, you know, assuming of everyone, mm-hmm. we would live in a different world. We would live in such a different world and that might not ever happen, but we could get on the right path to it. And who knows, maybe it could, but all I'm saying is this is from my experience, my life, my faith. Everything that happened for me is where I am today. And I think that everyone has a different story. So it's about making your own path, paving your own path. And I know that there's so many people who can do it, who can get out of that spot if they just believe in themselves. Excellent. Well, really good advice, Carolyn. And uh, just uh, if you if you only caught the last half, this is Carolyn Sophia Scarin. And I will have in the show notes how to connect with her if uh, you'd like to reach out and to learn more about her book. And I believe you posted uh, just today or the other day on on Facebook where where you can get that book, right? Yeah, I think I did it on like my Instagram or something like that. I'm still kind of figuring out what social media platform I'm going to use because I have a Twitter, but I never use it. So maybe I should start using that. Use all forms because I think that the more people that read your book, the more the more people you can impact and get the word out on how to help these people because a lot of people are suffering in silence and there's a bit of a stigmatism about it. And I think that you're a great role model to help people uh, understand that you were there at one time and now you've come through it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot. It really does because it's taken a long road to get here, but I got here and all you can do is move forward. And my dad always says to me like every day, he's like, don't think about the past, move forward. And that's what I do. Right. You don't want to look in the rearview mirror. You want to look straight forward if you don't want to get in an accident, right? Yeah, you want to look on the road. You don't want to be looking behind you. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today on A Healthier You Little by Little, Carolyn. I'm I'm very excited for your book and for um, what's to come in your beautiful life ahead. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here. You're welcome. We'll see you next time. Thank you. I haven't thought to ask this prior, but now that we're 25 episodes in, if you haven't liked our podcast, if you could rate us, that would be fantastic. And if you haven't subscribed yet to A Healthier You Little by Little, I would appreciate you doing that. Also, you could follow me on Health Too Well Facebook page. So if you need some inspirational thoughts, that's where I put them daily. And that is Health Too Well with the number two. Thanks for listening to A Healthier You, Little by Little. Do you have a question about something you heard today? An idea for a topic, perhaps? Or would you like to reach out to Cindy? Send her an email, coachcindylittle at gmail.com or visit her website at healthtowealth.ca. That's health2wealth.ca. Or you can find Cindy on LinkedIn or Facebook as Cindy Little. Once again, thanks for listening.